the 1980s were a time of visual delight and superb style, of denim jackets and parachute pants, of animal prints and crop tops, of 80s aerobics and our borderline obsessive infatuation with the body, a vessel through which one could lose their inhibitions, lose themselves to the rhythms of a hypnotic synthwave or a high-energy drum break, and be reborn, through a form which blurred the lines between work and play, between exercise and dance. And it was at the height of our obsession with reworking that which was God-given that an unhinged realization about the body as a commodity broke through to the surface. That the body itself is something that could be sold. Ask for money. It's this complex relationship to the body that Sheila Rubin, the protagonist of Physical, finds herself at the center of. And it begins with her internal monologue one that straddles the lines between internal self-hatred and external hatred and shaming of others. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I buy them for the twins, but then I finish them because I'm disgusting. No, you're not. <laughs> Liar. You can't stop looking at the back fat spilling over her bra strap. You're shallow as a kiddie pool. You want to go for a walk around the new mall with me? Oh, that sounds fun. Okay, if I make it around three times, I let myself go into Giovanni's and have one of his espressos. Have you tried Don't get sucked in. She's a riptide. She'll just suck you out to sea. I have ballet. Otherwise, I would. Ballet. But next time. Yeah. Beautiful morning. Join us for sunrise song. Judah's mom made pumpkin bread, and it's still warm. I can't. I have to go. Pumpkin bread, so you can turn into a pumpkin yourself. Short, round, lumpy. No one wants pumpkin bread. Nobody wants you. What's up, lady? You're not supposed to park there. Well, you're not supposed to be a fucking biatch. Biatch? All right, asshole. It's go time. Sorry. Pathetic. It's this pessimistic voice, this defeatist mentality within Sheila that holds herself and others to an impossibly high standard of perfection constantly judging her body and actions that don't directly work in preserving her physical image as being inadequate, a result of her inability to demonstrate total self-control over any aspect of her life, much less healthy eating. Sheila and her body are at war, in a constant battle, from her emotional binge eating in response to the stressors within her life, to the cyclical nature of binging, crashing, and then promising to herself that she won't do it again. Sheila's external body is governed by an internal consciousness when really neither are in control. When she binge eats, she feels guilty. When she's guilty, she binge eats. This recurring motif comments not just on her troubled connection in maintaining a healthy relationship with food, but also comments on society's role in both teaching women to hate their bodies and then selling them back the cure. After all, if the ideal body is something that can be sold, it can also be owned. But before we start the process, any questions so far? You have to. You have to. I have one. Is everyone here really buying this? Sounds like someone may have hit the sangria a little hard. <laughs> Being your personal best is not about seasonal eyeshadow. It's about what's underneath your clothes, underneath your skin. Ah, uh, Sheila, are you feeling okay? I, I am, actually. I'm feeling better than I have in quite some time. The only way to truly feel good about yourself is to stop worrying about what's on the outside and get in touch with what's on the inside. And I'm talking about your heart, your muscles. I'm talking about getting strong. And I can tell you all think that I'm crazy, and maybe I am, but what if instead of talking about it, I, I showed you? 
It's this ownership of the body that Sheila desperately seeks, not just in a physical sense, but in an overarching societal sense as well. Operating within a presence still far removed from some notion of equality for women, she exists within the shadow of her husband Danny, and as a result is not only tethered to his money, but his own ambitions and goals concerning their family and their finances. Sheila, secretly siphoning money from his account in order to pay for her fast food addiction, effectively represents her desire to be free from burdens of wifedom and docileness. It's the reason why these episodic crashes so often occur in the aftermath of Danny's failures as a result of strains within their relationship dynamic. It's a physical response to an emotional cause that Sheila craves escape from. There's an almost religious shame to the whole experience for Sheila, the way she retreats to a nearby motel to consume her greasy burgers and solace, the way she strips down bare when eating them as if attempting to retain some semblance of innocence during the sacrilegious deed. And she comes out of these binges with a self-imbued purity to her, ensnared by a superiority complex that allows her to egregiously view her relationship with food as somehow being staunchly different from the women around her. For them, it's a lifestyle. For her, it's a temporary setback. Sheila knows she's only kidding herself. She knows that sooner or later she'll crash again, that the facade that represents the little bit of control seeping into her life at any given moment will wash away, with only hordes of food to fill the void once more. Fill her up! But it's in these darkest moments that Sheila turns to aerobics as a source of salvation, an opportunity to reconceptualize her body as a tool separate the version of herself that she perceives as being weak, as being passive and unassertive, as being not in control, from the version of herself that is ultimately powerful. Rebuilding the foundation of her own self-confidence whilst being swept up in what is the inevitable, insatiable, consumerist machine. Not bad, huh? Uh, I guess. Your tape. Your workout. I saw it. My wife, she does it, is doing it. She likes it, and I understand why. Thank you. I'm curious, though, as a businessman, what's your distribution model? Like, how do you plan to grow? What's next, Sheila? Nothing. Nothing is next. What do you mean, nothing? The video was a mistake, a folly, you know, something that I just fell into but then reconsidered. I've never seen anything like it. Outside of the church, that is. The fervor, 
that you bring to teaching. It's, my wife is certainly taken by it. I think other women would be too. And with the VCR home market just beginning, you could be sitting on a gold mine. Well, that, that wasn't my goal. But it was your instinct. The woman I saw on that tape wouldn't be happy standing next to her husband peddling a bunch of old 1960s socialism. You don't know who I am, and you're just seeing what you want to see. And Danny's politics aren't old. They're timeless and visionary. Uh, my apologies. I thought I saw something else. Something more... Swallowed up in the success of an aerobics routine that wasn't ever really hers, promoting the outward facade of beauty and glamour that is skin deep and ignores deeper internal issues exacerbated by society. Selling workout tapes to an unassuming audience that promise they'll look like her. A woman still battling with the perception of her own body and existing within the confines of her own skin. Becoming another cog in the machine that assures the unattainable while lining its pockets in the process. At Stalling Grunner, we produce original programming in four categories. Entertainment, children's, how-to, and sports and fitness, which is where you come in, I hope. Come in? How would I come in? Tell you what, let me answer your question with a question. Have you heard of the Dream Guru? I mean, yeah, of course. Everyone's He's huge, right? heard of him. You could be huger. You've got the skills and the looks. You're something that someone would actually like to see in their house every day, not like a clogged toilet. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> VCRs all over this country with you inside them. I already have a tape that's doing quite well. Here's what I'm offering you. Professional production, high volume reproduction, and widespread distribution. Take this home, have your husband walk you through it, and then call me so we can start making you a household name. Pan Am, Stetson, Sheila. You do your Sheila today? I did my Sheila this morning. We are in a constant battle with our bodies. They could be host to a wicked concert of emotions. Emotions that teach one to harbor shame and self-hatred and hold on to a skewed perception of self that is ultimately self-destructive. But that very battle is far from an isolated one. It's a multifaceted conflict at the intersection of class and gender and the all-consuming grasp of capitalism. A struggle which works in destroying a temple most personal, both inside and out. And it takes more than just some notion of self-control or self-governance to ever be truly free in a society that gives so little autonomy and control over the self in the first place. The body is not for sale. The body cannot be owned. Not monetarily, not emotionally, and especially not physically. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced and written by me, A.O. Ekingbade. For updates on the show, as well as my other content, follow Mind Theater Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you want to show monetary support, the Kofi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.
fucking ghost. Fat. You. Don't look in my eyes. Look in yours. Find you. Every ugly thought you've ever had about yourself. Your body. Your right to be here. Use it. Let it fuel you.